0: Bonjour, Hello. bonjour, everyone. Welcome, welcome. There it is. I was trying to think. What do you always <laughs> Can say? We just have him welcome, do that welcome, welcome. Um, yeah, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we had a question, question, and then we'll get into our topic. The question, um, I guess Adrian's going to let me read it. It was from uh, from Drew Tire. He comes in the morning. It right. looks like Drew Thurer is how his name looks. T H E U R E R. How do you say it? Tire. Makes sense. Yeah. Right. T I R E.
1: Just imagine
0: what I I'm was pronouncing it as. No, <laughs> oh Andrew God, Andrew Thorough. Yeah, there we go. Thur- but no, so he was asking about. Um, <laughs> he works out at home. He has a little home gym, just for you guys to know, if you didn't know. He has like a little home gym that he has. So, uh, him and Jordan, his wife, they have. They're about to have their fifth kid. Yeah, they're um, starting which five. Which he told me that they're not going to have five kids. Whenever they had just had their fourth. But he was saying – so what they did was is he got like a little home gym so that he could uh, work out on days that he has to keep whenever she would come into the gym. He yeah. would go to his little home gym and work out. But anyway, so uh, Adrian, will you un- unlock your phone? Sorry.
1: I kind of miss Jordan, by the way.
0: Yeah, I know. She's freaking awesome. She was always sweet, always worked hard. Um, so whenever he works out at home, he said, uh, what are some good workouts I can program for my kiddos who quote-unquote want to do a workout with dad? That will start teaching them basic forms. I'm worried they will get, they will let their ego get the best of them as they get into high school sports and end up with limitations to their functional fitness when they are my age. Um, Really good question. Um, His kids are, no, you're fine. Um, His kids are, let me get Britt one second. Hold on. Yeah, you guys continue. You're good. Who are you looking for? Is there Nathan here? Yeah, so he's in there. So you're just knocking on the door there. Yep. Um, so what happens when you do the podcast at the front of the gym? It happens. Live show. Live show. Live. That's right. Call in. Uh, ne- no, next caller, please. No editing. No, none. Not <laughs> raw, one bit. Raw footage, straight raw. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so with kids, uh, I remember I was going with any of that. But with kids, um, I think starting – I don't know if you got. I don't know if Carlos, you ever tried to run like a kids class or seen like a really young aged kid class. Yeah, I ran. Kind of go on.
1: I ran a, a bunch back in Philadelphia. Okay, because um, I know you have
0: like your uh, soccer kids and stuff that you train.
1: Yeah, I mean, for the most part, like you're looking at four to like eight. It's got to be just like thirty minutes yep. for their attention span and just something. Yeah. Similar structure, but just getting them to play. Like I would focus more on just they've already got the movement pattern good with, like, air squats is just continuing that pattern yeah. with them.
0: Um, yeah, whenever I first moved here, Tommy, uh, at their downtown gym, they had a kids' class, and it was – I'm making up a time. I can't remember now what it was. But say it was 11 o'clock a.m. or or 2, 2 p.m. or something like that. The first 30 minutes was the kids from, like, 4 to 6, I think, or 4 to 7. Yeah. Somewhere in that range. And then the next 30 minutes was the, like, 8 to 12 or something like that. And, yeah, it was, like – I remember we were doing a warm up and uh, it was Kesley, was the the gym manager down there. She was like, "All right, let's go down, but you're gonna go down like a frog. You're gonna come back like a bear. You're gonna go down like a." And it was like she used animals, and they were like mm-hmm. laughing and playing. And she's like, "All right, let's play this game." But it was like fitness, like we're gonna. Uh, whenever I, I think they did like a red light, green light, or something like that, I can't remember it was some game, but it was like air squats until I say to stop or burpees but or like you run to this hula hoop and you have to do five air squats and then you run to this hula hoop But it was all games
1: yeah i mean dude that yeah. worked with my nieces when they were 12 years old when i had their soccer kids yeah like they were all 12 and we would do put all the wall balls in the middle and it was hungry hungry hip-hop. oh yeah that works you, you like yeah you walk apart, with, their, you walk your, with their like feet. wheelbarrow
0: or whatever with their feet right and then
1: they had to like put the ball in their lap and crab walk back
0: oh okay that's so awesome like
1: they love that and then dodgeball god yeah. you get like athletic dude competitive people
0: like we need a kids. We need to play some games in the gym, I think. Dude, You can play Hoover. Do you remember Hoover Ball? Yeah, we're not playing Hooverball. It's funny. <laughs> do you know uh what I that have, is. So mm-hmm. it's a volleyball with a wall ball. So it's called I have so many people send me that video of people playing that and they're like, What do you think? I'm like, Yeah, it's called Hoover Ball. It's been uh uh the president Hoover, he more or less not invented it but he it was kind of created during his time that's where they got ah, the name
2: okay, but I it's like that. you
0: have two two on two with a volleyball net and like a 20 or 14 pound ball and you throw it and when you catch it you have to throw it right back like you can't catch it hold it mm. and then throw it and i was then, about to
2: say how are you supposed to go like this yeah and then, <laughs> yeah no it's none of that it's Spike in like a 14 pound ball, ball. <laughs> yeah. finish with your hands <laughs> like, you know, the <laughs> broken fingers broken nose
0: G- good game good game. <laughs> You want to do it again? Run we, it again? We would GG, make, guys. Run it, yeah. <laughs> we would make
1: it where you'd have to catch it and squat with it, and then, oh, and okay. then you could pass it to someone and then throw it. Yeah. It, was, it was interesting.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, it's Hoover. What is it? Ed, 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 Edgar Hoover. Is that his name? Um, I know the Frenchie's uh, not going to know. I God. should probably know. God. We're really smart, guys. Yeah. Don't stress. American history. Our presidents. Um But, yeah, so, yeah, I think playing games with the younger younger ones to make it fun for, for Drew, for you, for – Trying to get like I uh, I was asking uh, my wife Brittany earlier about like the ages of your kids because I knew they were young but I wasn't sure. She said that your oldest is around eight years old, so I think that's like at an age where you can start introducing a barbell. I've seen way younger, but at least getting an idea. I think the whole like uh, ego thing—you're worried about like uh, them having an ego. I think that deals with the person. Like um, if they feel like they have a point to prove, um, a lot of people that I knew in high school that had like a huge ego was like. They didn't have a dad, so it was kind of like, oh, I'm a man, yeah. you know, kind of stuff. So it was kind of like their upbringing made them a little more egotistical whenever they got in school.
1: And I don't think and, it's so much ego either. I think they're just not aware of what they're doing. And for Drew, the the coolest part is they're going to mimic him.
0: Right, right. So like
1: if he, like when I was, when I first moved here, what well, like Catherine was just turning nine. She would come and down. Who's that? who's that's Catherine? my youngest niece. Oh, okay. She's like my God. She's my godchild. Oh, um, Okay she would come down when i were, was working out in the basement when i had all my equipment that i brought and she would be like i want to do what you're doing she would work out with me for like a half hour
0: Oh, okay gotcha. you just
1: follow everything that i did and i would teach them kettlebell deadlifts and burpees and like
0: you're good yeah you can go ahead
1: and no matter what i was doing she would just beat me because she wouldn't do all the movements or, and she would cut the wraps yeah and it was just fun that yeah. they will follow your lead yeah um,
0: so, I think like riding workouts, make them simple. Like, give them, like, we have these little kids' bars on this wall. You can't really see them on the video, but they weigh, I think, what is it, five pounds? Yeah. It's yeah. like they weigh five pounds each, and they're barbells. We got them for the kids, and then I realized like they were smaller than the ones that I wanted. I wanted like our trainer bars that are 15 the pounds. 15 ones are the nice. But like these kind of bars are really good because they can learn and mimic, like you said, like they'll watch you do cleans, they'll watch you do snatches, they'll watch you do deadlifts, and yeah. then they'll just try to mimic it um but if you're wanting to write workouts for like the kids make it fun obviously but like work on r- full range of motion teach them how to squat like even though like you said like as kids like I used the example the other day with a a client um she was like uh more or less asking like why can't I do this squat and I was like it's just cuz you don't like you haven't learned this or you haven't done this in X amount of years, I was like, well, look at a child. If you ask a, like a two year old to squat, they have like the perfect squat. I mean, so the reason why they do is because they're I don't know if you know this, but their head's big, so it counterbalances them. So that's why they can sit down in such a good upright squat because they have a bigger head for their body size. That's great. Like if you look at our head compared to our body, and then look at their head compared to their body, their head's freaking huge mm-hmm. compared to like their arm length or their, their torso length. So it's like they can counterbalance easier, but. You get that full range of motion, squat. Um, but I would, I would do something like that. I don't know what you guys would suggest, but I would say to write something simple. If you're, if Drew, if they're wanting to work out with you, let them jump right in. Just give them modified versions:
1: squats, box jumps, yeah. push up, wall, just like wall push ups for kids. Yeah. And, um, you mean
0: like like a bench push-up they're yeah. just leaning against the wall
1: yeah like i mean you could use a bench it's probably yeah. gonna be easier but like then making it like team oriented like where it's like you tag them in it's just it's interactive <laughs> yeah because their attention span after a while if you're like yeah. all right we're gonna do 20 burpees after five burpees they're like
0: next yeah yeah, yeah start yeah.
1: wandering off yeah um, but that's interesting about the kid with the head weight and everything because squat university talks about that it's easier to be in a better position with a barbell on your shoulders and then when you air squat. And the reason is, is the counterbalance. counterbalance. Yeah.
0: And that's where a lot of people struggle with full squats. Most of the time, like I'll give someone a plate to kind of counterbalance them out front, the squat therapy or whatever, and they'll just hit perfect depth. And they're like, why can't I do this without it? And it's like, because your balance is off. It's like, I always use the analogy, learning to walk on a tightrope. I don't just tell you to get on it and take off running. Like you have to, most of the time people hold sticks or they do some kind of like thing with their arms to – you know figure out balance same thing with squats it's like you need to find your balance and once you do then you can move pretty easily but until you find that balance to being able to sit in the bottom but anyway um to kind of like put a little end on the on the 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 question i think drew if you just teach them how to how to do the basics the squat press deadlift those things and make it fun then as they age, they already have that ingrained in them. Uh, I taught gymnastics for a couple of years and I taught ages two to to college. And it was like different classes, obviously had different age groups. And when we were teaching the two to four year olds or two to five year olds, like we'd have like these big uh, circular padded, padded things, they would go jump on and they'd roll and they'd land on their hands and they'd land on their back because it was like a padded floor or like we'd flip them ourselves and like kind of just do like cartwheels and move them and like we did a lot of stuff but whenever they were i think it was from like eight to like 14 or eight to 15 in that age group i remember i would teach a kid how to do a backflip, like a back tuck or back handspring then the next like they would take off for the summer and then come back in the fall or whatever it's like they're brand new like gumby they didn't know <laughs> how to move themselves because they grew like eight inches yeah. so i had to reteach them how to do different stuff so So, like, if you kind of set the foundation and then go from there, know that you'll have to reteach certain patterns as they age, that's fine. But I think that that them having an idea of how to move and how to do things will help them whenever they get into sports and those things. And then lean into the sports. Let them play sports because being athletic versus being really good at CrossFit, like I always say, I'm the most unathletic, athletic athletic person you'll ever meet. Because like I don't move naturally when it comes to sports, like swinging a bat or playing with a basketball, just because I didn't do those things. But if you ask me to to play, I'll keep up with most people. I'm just not very like skilled with those things. So I think letting them, like Rich Froning, always talks about, like kids shouldn't be making CrossFit their sole focus. They should be playing sports and using CrossFit to get better at those sports.
1: Yeah, it should be it should be their their practice and training regimen to carry over into sports. And any other hobby that they like, maybe hiking, snowboarding, skiing, yeah, exactly. Those type of mountain biking and just the more lean muscle mass potential when injury happens is going to be less catastrophic yep. versus not having lean muscle.
0: And and moving through full range of motion too helps a lot because um, that you don't want that to be because I know some kids like we have in our kids class can't squat below parallel. And it's because like their ankles are super tight. Their hips are super tight. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're 10 years old. You shouldn't have any limitations at this point. And it's because of, we sit in a desk from, you know, kindergarten until we graduate college, basically. So it's like, you know, and then uh, obviously the shoes have thicker heels. So like having them play barefoot, run around barefoot, do the activities in the gym barefoot, like at home can help obviously with safety things, but. But like where it's more natural of a movement as opposed to like getting the super thick heel, which shortens your heel cord, uh, having them sit down for eight hours a day, which shortens their hip flexors, um, not letting them play for a long period of time, gets rid of the, the messes up their vestibular. Uh, it's like I always want to say muscle, but I know it's not. But it's the it's the like your spatial awareness of understand when you're upside down yeah, and those right. things, um, it, the more that you take away from those things, the less. Uh, prepared, they'll be as adults.
1: Well, he talked about it last week when we talked about lifting at a younger age and the misguided information from science was you shouldn't let anyone lift at before, yeah, because like growth or plates and stuff, because you're gonna stunt your growth. Yeah. and he talked about it. Where yeah, we'd know. all be midgets right now. Right? Yeah,
2: I mean, <laughs> what I would say about what we've been talking about, you know, since the beginning is. uh I would spend a lot of time just on the basics, um, because just looking at athletes, you know, nowadays it seems like everybody can lift weight with a bad form, but nobody can do something as simple as an air squat or a push-up, right? And those are two of the worst moving movements. And but those should be the easiest ones, right? But like when when you look at athletes you know like if if it's a, a a workout with with a barbell everybody can move you know so, you know weight around and everybody is strong and it comes down to like the most basic movement like an air squat or a push up and then it just it doesn't look great um so I would definitely spend a lot of time teaching them like good habits before they can be exposed to like bad examples yeah um because if they learn the good habits then they'll keep them forever so I, I would make it like a priority to make sure that they actually move well with their body they have good body awareness whether there is a barbell or not and even just like teaching something as simple as knowing how to do a perfect air squat a perfect push-up and a perfect pull-up i mean that will transfer to ever yeah like pretty much everything yeah um which is typically why You know, in CrossFit, when like in the earlier stages of CrossFit, you would see gymnasts do extremely well Mm -hmm. because they had amazing body awareness and then you gave them a barbell and somehow they would learn super quickly.
0: Yeah. Right. And that's why like a lot of people try to put their kids in gymnastics as a young age. Yeah. Yeah, it's, It's because it helps them with body awareness.
1: So like calisthenics and gymnastics would be a bigger focal point than putting a barbell in their hand immediately.
2: I mean, barbara, but don't, but don't yeah.
1: restrict them from the barbell yeah, because yeah. that's fun.
2: Bar- barbell is fine too. I mean, if you if you look at you know Chinese lifters, um, they started at a very 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 young age and yeah. they have the best form you know in in the sport. Um, so I think it's it's really all about you know teaching good habits and not and I think that would be the responsibility as as a parent or as a coach to not let their ego get in the way and try to just you know get a better time by just doing half reps or really yeah. poor quality movements right
0: yeah i agree yeah the, like the basics staying at the basics yes. so so just drew whenever you have them work all the you. basics yeah just focus on like the 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 basics of of everyday life of air squat push-up maybe even pull up learning how to do them strict learning how to do them kipping but I would say it's just body awareness, the gymnastic side of things as a the younger they are. And then as they age, you can start throwing the barbell in their hand and just making sure that it's still sticking to that. And I've also heard that, like uh, a lot of kid coaches uh, for barbell stuff, they let them do like threes and fives, yeah. uh, never ones, because yeah. then they learn they learn how to do things correctly. And once form starts breaking down at like say rep two and three or rep four and five, then, you know, okay, we're done. We're not going up anymore. But if you're always doing one, 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 mm-hmm. or, or coming back to doing singles heavy one or whatever, there's more potential for form to break down. And at that age, pushing the weight isn't necessarily what you need to be doing for a one rep. It's more of four like technique and those things that whenever they start going through puberty and start, um, uh, uh actually producing the hormones and stuff to help build muscle and strength they already have the foundations now you just build on that yeah I
1: would would love for like schools to go back to PE to do something similar there's like no
0: freaking PE I was just talking to someone the other day about it. their kid like whenever we were kids I remember I don't know how it was in Europe but like I remember when I was in elementary school PE was like you had like I think it was like an hour and a half To go get lunch and to go outside and play. Yeah. And it was like you had this, but, I mean, they kind of like, this table would get up and go, whatever. But then once I got in middle school, it was like we had an hour. And then once I got in high school, obviously you don't go pee and play, but it's like outside, inside time turned to like 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, we used to just go in the gym. Now it's like they have –
0: I think they have – Britt was telling me whenever she was teaching, it's like 20 minutes to go eat and go outside.
1: I think it's – I think they try to put all the – the gen eds like your english sciences and all that stuff and that
0: PE. you didn't have a a pe class so in we had a pe class in elementary school but we met once a week and we had athletics in middle school and we met three times a week or we met every day but that was athletics. so we like we did like basketball for a few months and then we did something else for a few months and we did so we did something like that but that was an elective that you got to to pick or not. So I could have just not picked athletics and picked something else. But I, feel I, like,
1: I feel like weight training should be in there and like calisthenics and like it should be a requirement because not just for the physical attributes, but it carries over into your academics. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. even
2: just playing sports does a lot yeah. for, for kids just in terms of like, you know,
0: camaraderie, hand-eye hand hand coordination. You learn how to handle with like social interactions, the yeah. hand-eye coordination yeah, there's like tons of stuff you can get. Winning winning, yeah.
1: losing, how to you know, there's, there's all life lessons in sports from every aspect. I think we
2: had like two hours. We had like a class, a P class that everybody was doing. Um in like middle school. Before middle school, I don't think we we had anything like that. But then middle school and then high school. I think we had two hours a week. And then plus every lunch break. You know would go play soccer or
0: basketball or something yeah 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 we had like i remember in middle school if you showed up early to like say i think we started at eight if you showed up like i remember one time i showed up at 7 30 i don't know why but me and my friend did but the first i think it was like five people or something that showed up could go play basketball and everybody else had to sit but i remember it was me <laughs> it's a little side story me and him showed up first So we played and uh, played basketball against each other, and he was like, "Do you want to do half court or full court?" Full court, duh, (laughs) dude. I was dying, but we're we're trying to play each other. Mm -hmm and uh it was bleachers on both sides and it was all the kids are waiting it got into where it sounded like a real game like people were like cheering and booing and like yelling and (laughs) like you could do it yeah yeah (laughs) it was like it was nuts they're like you need to dribble the basketball (laughs) yeah yeah i'm just running with it but no it was it was no i was dying sweating but it was so funny it was the only time that ever happened like i remember no one else anyway um yeah so i kind of hope that helps drew um if if you want more specific stuff uh ask me and i'll kind of give you a little more specific if if anybody on here wants more specific stuff we can make that a full topic i mean we've been talking for a good good amount of time about it but we can make that a full topic of on like beginners training stuff like that like getting into it i
2: think for kids like i don't know like really focusing just even just on on body weight movements at first until they're like perfect and they can do you know, hundreds of them without ever getting tired. Then you can always, you know, add barbells and weights uh, later than the road. But you can you can become extremely fit by just doing body
0: weight yeah, stuff. I agree.
1: I think it carries over to your their posture too. I remember like not doing that, and I was
0: always like, "That's me right now." I'm, I'm trying to make but myself. I was, set up, I was right. so
1: bad, and like if they like like squatting. Like this is my
0: this is my comfortable position. <laughs> Brett always yells at me dude you have no idea so this is how i go all the, yeah, all the time i love watching those podcasts where all of them are sitting upright and i'm like yeah you're doing that because the freaking camera's on you but
1: sucking the gun in
0: so today's topic uh we're going to talk about equipment and uh it's not like gym equipment we're going to talk about like personal equipment uh wrist no. straps belts yeah get out of here get out of here gross <laughs> i don't even know what you're gonna go for um yeah gear and that's not for people that know, yeah. steroids, no, steroids that's another nope. term Term for steroids is gear. But uh, no, we're talking about like a basic gym wear, shoes. Yes, what do you need? Toe to space To be a, a good CrossFitter. Yes. To be the example. <laughs> to be top tier, you need three, three, pin- <laughs> three weight belts, three wrist straps for each arm.
1: There was a girl that was doing a meme and she's like, yeah, CrossFit, she's like, yeah, you gotta wear your belt, and then she puts another belt on. Yes. And then she's putting knee sleeves over knee sleeves. sleeves. Yes. <laughs> <It's great. laughs>
0: Just walk out, can't move. No. Um. What do you guys like? So what? What are your? I think the best way to kind of cover this is like must haves. Uh, I like to have, and then I have it, but I don't really use it. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. So Adrian, yeah. so you're, let's you're start the simplest. with uh, shoes. Cool. Yeah. What kind of shoes? So. Most of the time, whenever people start with CrossFit or the first six months, I'm kind of like, hey, you should get some CrossFit shoes. You should get some CrossFit shoes. You should get some CrossFit shoes.
1: I'm like, just squat barefoot. Just squat barefoot. Or or
0: just take your (laughs) shoes off. Yeah, because that helps too. But CrossFit shoes, um, they're flat, flat. There's no – like on those shoes, it looks like the heel goes up, but it doesn't – there's like very little drop from heel to toe, meaning it's not at a super big angle. So, like I talked about earlier with kids' shoes, how they have, like, a th- super thick heel and then a very thin where their toe goes. So, it's like a big a high heel, basically. Yeah. Um, with CrossFit shoes, it's very flat, uh, sturdy bottom. Um, I've tried all of them, I feel like, except for Noble. I've literally never wear wore, wore a pair of Noble. Yeah.
2: So, typically, your shoes go from, like, you know… go just from one end of the spectrum to the other you have on one end like the running shoe Mm -hmm. who's going to be like super flexible super squishy sole that's supposed to like give you some like rebound when you run and stuff like that and then on the other end of the spectrum you have the weightlifting shoe which is everything like super stiff literally a piece of wood you're standing on yeah (laughs) Um,
1: one-inch raised heel
2: with a heel that you know, and the purpose of that is to give you more stability when you lift and help a little bit with ankle flexibility, hence the heel at the back. And then somewhere in the middle, you have the CrossFit shoe, which is trying to do a little bit of both. Yeah. Right. So be flexible enough to allow you to run decently, not quite as good as like a, a running shoe, uh, but still be stable enough so that you could ideally lift with them. Uh, but obviously nowhere near as stable as a full-on weightlifting shoe full-on rubbish one um full-on rubbish. (laughs) so um i personally so you could like own all three i used to have like all like one of each like a a pair of running shoes pair of crossfit shoes and then a pair of lifters Mm -hmm. um but then as years went by i realized that i could just use my crossfit shoes for pretty much everything Yep. Um so yes, I mean, you know, you'll run faster with running shoes, slightly faster, and you'll be significantly more stable in weightlifting shoes. But obviously you can't really change shoes during a workout.
1: I've <laughs> seen people do it. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm pretty sure I've done it before. Yeah, like a long time ago. Yeah. Like when you're doing um, pistols and running or something, you But it's 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 not ideal. Um and so for for CrossFit, I think you can get by Unless you have like severe, um, like mobility restrictions, I think you can get by and do pretty much everything with, with just a pair of crossword shoes. Yeah. And and those will last you a long time. Usually they make them, you know, God, pretty I wish durable. They didn't
0: mean. Uh? I freaking blow through shoes. Really? Yeah, so bad. I remember one time Tommy gave me a pair of shoes and it was like four months later. And he was like, Jesus, what have you been doing? I was like, I, don't know, I just wear them. Do you wear this, like, because I'm... I'm I, like, walk. I guess I tried. I'm drag just feet. Sh- 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 dragging my feet. No, I, I don't drag my feet. Anyway, go ahead. Go I,
1: ahead. Just, I wear the same shoe all the time. Yeah, and same. then I buy, like, two pairs, and I end up wearing the same one Just kind of swap it. Yeah. Smart. Um, but, yeah, Adrian's right. The I was similar to him with, like, I had the Nike weightlifting shoe. Um, Presley kind of acquired mine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: she has the same size foot as me. That's all right. She's just got a um, big-ass foot and I always loved using that because that helped me get in a really good position for like Olympic lifting and whatnot. But then why I kind of backed off was then you have the open workout where I'm doing snatch, like squat snatches and pull-ups and I'm in my regular shoes and I'm on my toes every time. And that's just me. Like that forced me to be like, so, I have the dorsal flexion. I have the good mobility. I don't need to wear the Olympic shoe.
2: Right. Yeah, I think that's that's why I started to shy away from them too. Like <laughs> yeah. figuring out um. that by, you know, lifting in a certain position with lifters, then you start doing a mecon and then you'd have to like adapt to like a different position. Yeah. And then I, I just realized that I could I could just, you know, lift with my you know, CrossFit shoes.
0: Yeah. I kind of do back and forth. Like I'll go through a period of time where I wear my lifters every time we do heavy lifting. And then I'll go through a period of time where I don't like, I've gone through a period now for about a year and a half where I haven't worn my shoes. I my know like shoes. The black ones, you, yeah, them, you know? Yeah. And, but <laughs> it's the Romolio twos, but yeah, the other Nikes, I freaking love those shoes, but they're like bricks. They're like freaking four pounds each. So like doing anything with like pull-ups, box jumps, anything like you guys were saying, it's kind of like a pain in the ass. So mm-hmm. But I, I found myself kind of not necessarily – like I've never got to the point where I rely on shoes where I'm like, oh, I don't have my lifters or oh, I don't have my running shoes. And so I've, I've never got to that because up until I think two years ago, I uh, – no, was it, it was like three three years ago maybe, 2019, something like that, 2018, I was doing – trying to, I was training for a full marathon just kind of on my own. I wasn't trying to get for a race or anything. And I got about two months in, and I'm just doing in my CrossFit shoes. And someone's like, "You're running that many miles on CrossFit?" I was like, yeah, one. They're like, "You need to get runners." Mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, sure." So I bought a pair of runners and developed plantar fasciitis. I was like, "Cool." <laughs> yeah. So I, I saw I lacrosse balled it and got it to go away. But I, but then I but the, the the reason why people are telling me is because I have a big frame. I'm over 200 pounds. It's just really hard on my knees and my hips. So it just can help out in the long run. But I like running in my regular shoes over runners, to be mm-hmm. honest. But I, like going back to the lifters, uh, I have good ankle flexion. I can actually move through full range of motion. I didn't want to re- get to where I was re- having to rely on the position that my lifters put me in. So I would just stay in lifters and that, or in my regular shoes. Yeah, and
1: that goes into like the watch thing and other things where it becomes psychosomatic. It's like now I can't do it because I'm not wearing them. It's like – it's like oh, – I would do the same thing, like lifting heavy weight, not wearing a belt, which we'll go into belts after this. Like yeah,
0: I think I think shoes are a little different. Uh, not necessarily like, oh, I can't lift if I don't have my lifters. For me, it was it was it was more of like positioning. So like, whenever you lift in lifters, it raises your foot up and it puts you a little more into quad dominance, and it because it gives you a little more upright chest. Um, whereas, uh, say like a low bar versus a high bar back squat, low bar back squat, the bar sits a little bit lower, which you have to bend over a lot further to keep the bar in the center of your, your body. High bar means it sits higher on your traps. So you're a lot more upright. So you're having to set more that way. So if I'm wearing lifters, it's going to keep me in a more upright position. So it's going to load my quads a lot more, which is more like a front squat. So whenever you're lifting with lifters, it just kind of distributes where the load is in your legs differently than wearing just a normal pair of shoes. Theoretically, if you have really good ankle mobility, you can set in that position regardless. But if you don't, it'll push you more into that position. So for me, I didn't want to. to I didn't want it to change my ankle mobility because I am getting now used to lifting with uh, a, a taller heel. Yeah. So I just stopped. But, like, I just started doing them again because I'm trying to get my quads to start firing again. Um, so I started lifting with them literally yesterday, first time, and I, I honestly have no idea. But that, that was kind of my rationale with, with shoes. It's like whenever someone comes in and they're struggling with squats, we throw five-pound plates underneath their heels to help them out. So someone like that, it would help because now they're going to get into a better position as opposed to just being like squat like shit the whole time, you know, just keep working on your ankles.
1: Well, yeah, and that's I mean, it comes down to a lot of um, I say like old school thought of training with knees should never go over the toes. Yeah, it's really bad for your
2: knees. But anyways, I feel like we're getting a little off subject here. Yeah. So you do need a good pair <laughs> so of shoes. To, so hard to You do on need a good sometimes. pair of shoes, and typically you should be able to do pretty much everything with a good pair of what we call CrossFit shoes. Yeah, um, you
0: got Reebok, Noble, yeah. Nike, Nike. Uh, I've I've Rad, which I freaking love. Yes, and are
2: like new, newer brands, yeah, the newer
0: brands that are coming out.
2: Um, but yeah, I mean, typically my approach is every year black friday i go on um reebok either reebok or nike that's the only two brands i've ever owned and i'll look for a uh, the cheapest black pair, like a <laughs> pair of black shoes yeah. and those will typically last me a year sometimes i'll have to buy you know another pair after six months but it's the same process and that's
1: training six days a week right almost yeah. roughly
2: yeah basically um, so it's like
1: you're it's not like you guys are going to be over training like that you need to get a new pair every three, four months. Yeah, I mean,
2: obviously, like, you know, like, if, if you have the money, manu- well, you know, if yeah. you want to, you can buy as many pairs as you want. Yeah, um, yeah you're not just a- saying that, like, the, yeah, if, this, you if you, you buy a good pair, code, yeah, yeah, if you buy a good pair, they can last you a-, yes. a good amount of time. Like If you want to buy them as, like, a fashion attire, then, you know, be my guest. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, so, and, like, I guess, don't be confused because now they have, like, cross, like, cross-running or cross-training or whatever yeah. with, like, a bigger squishy sole um stick to like you know the basic basic crossfit shoes yeah something um, has a good solid solid yeah, heel nike mecon um the Nano. Reebok nanos red bull i think red bull only they only do crossfit shoes right red, oh, red bull a uh, noble sorry
0: red bull has a shoe now um, no yeah no, uh, noble shoes are, are good they're a little more expensive i've heard good things i've also heard bad things but he also, the, the rad shoes yeah, i've true. done strike movement I've done different different brands.
1: There's also one for like wider feet. Like I like ultra running shoes. Ultra actually has a CrossFit shoe. It's a flat hard surface. Oh really? Um, so hmm. they're cool. pre- they're pretty ugly, but.
0: uh I'd say next next should be probably let's go hands know.
1: like because a lot of people ask about
2: grips
0: and yeah wrist yeah, yeah 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 grips I think. So starting out with grips starting out with crossfit it was just kind of like you just shredded your hands and uh, you just dealt with it so grips
2: are the like gymnastic grips that
0: you put on like the palm of your hands yeah it normally uh, goes around your wrist and then goes up to your above and it prevents supposed to prevent from ripping <clears throat> yep.
2: your hands which i'm sure has happened to you a lot of people mm-hmm. happened to me a, a decent amount when yep. i first started and yep. then kind of
0: stopped yep Yeah. So whenever people do pull-ups, I've noticed um, just to use pull-ups or even toes-to-bar as an example. So as you're doing your pull-ups or toes-to-bar, you start to lose your grip. So your hand kind of spins around the bar and then you try to readjust your grip to get a better grip and then it comes back down and then you go back up and comes back down. So you're just literally wrenching on a bar. So that's typically why. Um, Building grip can help stop that from happening but if you're a bigger person like myself that's a lot of weight to be pulling on your hands. so i have to wear grips like bar muscle-ups ring muscle-ups uh high rep chest to bar even higher up just pull-ups i will shred my hands every time yeah so i'll wear uh, i use victory grips the you actually you and uh brandon are the reason that i got a, got those because um i really i don't know
1: i think the way that they designed it versus all the other grips was that it's all either leather or whatever other material yeah, like they use and it doesn't have... have this metal thing that digs into your wrist yeah
0: some of them have like a metal clip that you go um, I used to wear some I'm trying to remember the brand name, but it was like a wrist wrap and a, a grip in one. I really liked it because it was thin and it held on to uh chalk really good because what I hated was going from the bar pull-up bar to a barbell with a grip on because if it was like super thick, it was like, okay, now I'm making the bar, my grip harder. The victory grips I just can spin around because I use the fingerless ones. And even the, the ones that have finger holes in it, you can pull off quickly and turn around so it flops on the back of your hand. So now you have your hand open.
2: Yeah, so that's what I was gonna ask. Um, like what uh i i personally don't use grips ever um what do you guys use grips for and does it ever like bother you depending on the type of workout
0: no so I've, I've, i don't know about you carlos but i've had different grips over the years and i've had them bother me like get in the way of like oh man i, I wish i didn't have this because then the bar would be easier or kettlebell or the rower's not as uncomfortable um, but now with the victory grips, uh, they, like he said, they made them to where it's a lot more, it's a lot softer on your wrist. So I have mine. I literally just twist, twist, go. So it's like, I have like a little, it's where the, the strap goes through it, creates this little hole. and I just stick my finger on it and I literally can just pull it and pull it. So it doesn't bother me, but I'll wear my uh, grips because I will inevitably shred my palms. Um, or I'll, I'll tear open like right on the crease of my finger in my palm, on the pull-up bar, uh, like I know all of you guys don't wear grips on the rings. Like if I don't wear grips on the rings, I will just shred open my palm. I've ripped my whole palm off just because of that, and I'm like, oh.
1: Yeah, it took me a while to get used to using on the rings. Um, mine is the same thing, just ripping, and then I have that psoriasis in my hand, which is, is a nightmare, so –
0: So you have to wear gloves and stuff while you work out. Yeah.
1: I mean, until it's starting to go away a little bit more, but yeah, grips definitely help with one is just comfort. Um, you can actually kind of cheat a little bit where you like put the The straps really far around around Mm -hmm. and you can kind of anchor on your, on your wrist a little bit.
0: Um, yeah, it should help. Yeah. So basically any workout with toes to bar, pull-ups, muscle-ups, anything on a pull-up bar or rings, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll use it on. Um, Sometimes I'll I'll use it on, like, deadlifts. And the reason why is, like, if it's a bunch of pull-ups and a bunch of deadlifts, that's a lot on your hands. And sometimes the bar will just dig into your hands. Like, if you've ever done, like, deadlifts and you feel it press into your, mm-hmm. your uh, palm, mm-hmm. No, what are they? Calluses. Oh, so, like, dig yeah. into your calluses really hard. So, sometimes I'll just keep the grips on and grab. And I don't use it to, like, like a lifting strap or nothing. I just use it to, like you said, comfort. Yeah, Um. Yeah, I think grips are really good for that. Um, so, like,
1: Victor- Victory is probably the best brand that has three-finger, four-finger.
0: I'd say for us. I mean, I know a lot of people that use the – what's the –
1: Bear Complex. Bear
0: Complex. I used a pair of those once, shredded my palm off. Yeah. One time, I was like, oh, I'm going to try these. Got on the pull-up bar, did, like, 10 pull-ups, came down. I was like, Cool. Rip my hand open, um. So, shoes very important
2: requirement. Good pair mm-hmm. of shoes. Shoes is priority. Uh, grips.
0: Yeah, requirement for you guys. Yeah, I'd say for me on on pull ups especially. Yeah, I,
1: I would I would recommend it. <clears throat> um. Like small volume stuff, I don't know. Sometimes I won't use it. Like if we're doing like five, ten toes a bar. So
0: toes to bar, I won't because, again, it goes back to what I was talking about earlier. You can typically just lock in and swing. Whereas pull-ups, since you're coming up and over the bar, your hands will have this weightless moment. And then as you're coming down from the pull-up, your hands will rotate or spin around the bar at the bottom. And then as you kip up, they'll rotate. So you're literally just – like like Adrian likes to start the the rower like how you do like a motorcycle like your hands are always spinning um and that's why so I think I think that's why we can get away with it on the toes to bar because then we're not wrenching our hands because we're not having this weightless moment um I don't know about with you with your pull-ups since you don't ever wear them I guess your hands you just keep a good solid grip on it like you don't really rotate I'm not entirely sure, I think uh I think
2: over the years I've found like different ways to actually hold the bar where i if I get to the point where I can feel that it's getting like tender or something yeah yeah, then I can slightly switch my grip yeah um and I don't know I guess i I like to like have like the direct feel of the bar where yeah. there's like a barbell or pull up bar. Some people are that way in my hand.
0: Yeah. They like to have that, like, yeah, that contact.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you have better, you have better for, you can hold on it where sometimes it feels like you're slipping off the bars yeah. here. Like-
0: so where, where do you people buy those grips? So victory, Grip. I mean, you can just Google CrossFit, uh, gymnastic grips. Okay. Google so- that. And then you can bring up, there's, there's so many like different Rogue brands. Website Rogue website. Rogue. sells their own version. Bear Complex. You have to go to Bear Complex's website. Take How about three. Amazon? Amazon, yeah. There's some on there, but it's just different. It's just like off brands. Like There's so many different brands. It's mm-hmm. just, for me, I had to find something that was uh, heavy duty enough to hold my fat ass up there on the mm-hmm. bar because I've, I've literally ripped through them as I'm going, like doing pull-ups and just feel
2: yeah.
0: and it just rips right off. Mm-hmm. So I've had to find some that were good. Uh, Bear Complex are good. Uh, I, I honestly don't know. Um, typically, the price. So, it's been so like forty bucks.
1: Anywhere from like twenty-five bucks to it could be like I know the new ones are like sixty to eighty something. bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's quality. I no like I remember having to replace them every year. The the victory ones you have and I have. I've had my victories for two and a half
0: years. Yeah, I used to make them out of goat tape. <laughs> yeah, that's I used to yeah, back in the day before back in the day before they made these like you would either buy gymnastic grips that were made for gymnasts doing gymnast things so you would use those or you would make your own out of mm-hmm. goat tape or just regular athletic, athletic tape. tape. Um, but yeah, so it's, yeah, I would, I would just Google CrossFit gymnastic grips yeah. and that'll bring up a plethora of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we have a ton here at the gym. You can try out in our little basket of what people have left behind. Mm-hmm. I suggest trying those out to see kind of what works best. We have all different versions. Yeah. If you Trials, want to try mine, you're more than welcome to um, try mine. Um, I suggest doing a, a slightly size bigger than what you think. Um, and the reason why is because I've seen some people get the right size for their hand and it always seems like it doesn't quite cover as much of their hand as they should. Mm. So like, at least that's why it was mm-hmm. with victory grips. Yeah. That way they can actually cover their whole hand. And yeah. it's not potentially just cause I've had some that cover half my hand. And so like my pinky or something like that would still would be rip. on yeah. and it would rip. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And for, for shoes, you can find
2: them same thing, you know, yep. rogue website, rogue fitness website, yeah directly on nike website or reebok website or noble or rad, rad or, or just you know, whatever just, the brand
0: again, is t- basically anytime you're you're dealing with crossfit stuff and this goes to like what is a squat what is a whatever what is a apparel to wear type in whatever you're looking for and then put crossfit at the end of it yeah, or, like uh workout shoes crossfit and mm-hmm. then it'll give you a whole list
2: yeah uh and budget i would say depending on like I don't know like whether there's like a sale or not i would say anywhere from like 80 to 150 bucks for us
0: they choose yeah yes yeah, yeah, exactly yep yep
2: uh okay moving on uh joint support so wrist wraps knee sleeves yeah uh
0: i so so for me personally i when i first started so i have terrible wrist flexion i or extension whatever i can i have like it's bad. And it's not from anything. It's just from I just my how my joints are made. So when I first started CrossFit, I had to wear wrist straps because everything hurt. So for me, it just had to give me support. And I basically for the first four or five years, I wore wrist straps and I tried the Velcro ones. I've tried the string ones. I've tried all very vari- variations and I've liked them all. And then now I don't wear wrist straps ever. The only time I'll wear wrist straps is if my wrist is just really hurting for some reason, which, I don't know, like I fell down or something or hit a tree snowboarding. Did that one year. I was good. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't move. Um, But now I don't wear them. But I think wrist straps, I don't know, for for you guys, I see, Adrian, you wear them. All the time. All the time. Uh,
2: Two main reasons. Number one is I have very tiny bones and joints. Uh, So if if I lift heavy and if I don't give them a little bit of support, then I'm hurting everywhere. Yep um and actually second reason for wrist wraps is that it's really really good at stopping the
0: sweat from getting onto your hand
2: from your arms to your hands
0: yeah um yeah i've seen like lambert wears uh sweat bands on his wrists for that reason but yeah tops of socks
2: (laughs) yeah i mean they they help me a lot in terms of uh of support i think that's that's more like for me it's it's a requirement, but I think it really depends on on the individual. Like yep. some people have really like strong, sturdy. joints. I've got
0: really big wrists. Yeah. Like my joints are actually really good. And big, then
2: so. I don't. So yeah. So yeah, I would basically just you know go by feel. If your yep. joints are hurting, assuming your technique is good and then you don't do anything stupid, stupid, then like if your joints are not hurting, you probably don't need them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If you have, I would say if you have, and then Carlos will dive into you wearing them or not um i think if you have good front rack mobility like in your shoulders that you can get into a good position that the bar is not putting tons of pressure into your wrist then you're fine um i've had some people who have really good mobility really good flexibility and they're like man this still hurts my wrist whenever you're first starting out with like snatches or cleans your wrists are going to hurt because how yeah, often sure. do you front rack a bar how often do you hold a bar overhead to where it's putting all the pressure into your wrist which is never so it's just kind of getting used to that but mm-hmm. also letting your 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 joints kind of adjust to that. Don't immediately buy wrist wraps because the other people are wearing it. Try it out for a while, and if it's still, like, bothering you or whatever, then, yeah. I
1: agree. Yeah, I agree with that. I never wore wrist wraps. Um, And then started wearing them recently because my forearms have been a little wonky. Mm -hmm. And then yesterday in handstands, I was getting super compressed on my wrist. Put them on, and it relieved it a little bit. So. Everyone's got different reasons like his is heavier lifting do you use it like when you just have a lighter weight in the though I use them all the time now right yes. okay even so when I sleep That's awesome you fighting doing ninja warrior stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, No I have a barbell I just <laughs> <binge. He's> just a <laughs> <just doing> bench <laughs> press all night But yeah that I'll use it for stuff like that um overall I think again like they said is don't run out and go get it Like, but if you have like if you had broken like your scaffolding or something in your wrist and you have a pre-existing issue with it yep. yeah I would wear yeah. it yeah. if you're
2: fine without it and you, it never crossed your mind that like you know if it's never been an issue for you like you know wrist pains or anything like that uh, just don't worry about it Yeah, it's it's I, not. I've had not a few a people
0: in the past they're like man my wrist really hurts because like you know they fell down or let's say they caught a bar wrong or something like that and they're like, but I don't want to wear a wrist wrap because I don't want it to, to, I want it to heal and I want it to get better and I don't want to hinder it. And I always kind of use the analogy of like, if you rolled your ankle or twist your ankle and the doctor's like, hey, wear a wrist or an ankle brace for a while until it heals up and then then take it off. It's the same, same analogy, same thing. It's like your wrist, you need a little bit of support, like you are saying, Adrian, to help, like you are saying, Carlos, with your handstands, like it, it kind of yeah. put the pressure into the wrist wrap as opposed to all the way into your wrist. Dude, that's fine. Wear it until it starts to feel better. Try a few without it. That's what I kind of did was I would go, I went, I would always wear my wrist straps on any kind of barbell lifting of any kind. Then I went to where I was like, I would wear it once or twice a week to where I was like every three or four weeks, I'd put it back on for a couple more weeks to where I just stopped wearing them altogether. So it was kind of like I slowly built the strength in my wrists until they were good to, to handle the load and handle those things. Yeah. Um knee sleeves, I wear them all the time because I have busty knees. But I, I I would say knee
2: sleeves is same reasoning. Yeah. Like if keeps the joint warm.
0: I had a, I had a friend of mine tell me he was like, he thinks that once you start wearing knee sleeves, he's like, then you're you have to continuously I wear them.
2: I, I would say if you start wearing them, there's no going back, unfortunately. Yeah. Um
1: I reversed it, but I was super really? I was super dependent on it. Like, dude, I couldn't if if you asked me to do pistols and I wasn't wearing knee sleeves. I couldn't even do. Was that one?
0: more of a mental thing, or was yeah, that yeah? Really? But it
1: also kept like I feel like a bitter cold. The it fact kept you your
0: do a lot of things because you're mental. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would keep your knees warm yeah. though. Oh, so for there sure. was there was it, besides the mental part, there was a physical thing. And I used to wear the Tony Komomos that were really super thick, like seven
0: millimeters eight mi- millimeter, seven millimeters, seven millimeters. And
1: I wore them a size too small. So like in one workout, Good. I think your I split feet it. Were purple? No, I split it in half. And I'm mm. not that big. My legs aren't yeah. that big. So, mm. but it was, it acted almost, it was like cheating. Yeah.
0: It's like wrist, uh, or, uh sorry, knee wraps. So oh, I use a, little, those too. a little side knee wraps, a lot of uh, Olympic weightlifters, powerlifters will use those because it will literally help add 10 to 20 pounds to your lifts because it is helping your knee, uh, extend because of the the stretchy nature of it but with knee sleeves i like the the you touched on the the warmth of it that's keeping that joint warm is going to help a lot mm-hmm. um for me if i if i go in cold with no knee sleeves on my knees i just want to cry mm-hmm. it just hurts it just, so like, it bad Feels arthritic like it yes, feels like bone exactly on bone, but, right? but that being
2: said if you have like very healthy knees and you never experience any knee pains or anything
0: like that yeah. just it's far from being a requirement. Yeah, don't don't yeah. Unless you like, I have seen people wear it. Go ahead, Carlos.
1: No, no, go ahead. I knew you were going to say. I was going
0: to say. I just I've seen people wear one knee sleeve. It's because like, oh, my left knee bugs me every mm. once in a while. Yeah, wear the one knee sleeve.
1: Or like if you're doing lunges or burpees, like like in a, you know you're going to do a ton of burpees, it helps the pressure Pad. on the padding on the knees. Like if
0: yeah you, if for burpees, minute. I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, from hitting, for sure. i see what you're saying from hitting the ground but yeah lunges for sure uh, i've i've come up after and i'm like oh man i yeah. was kind of banging my knees on those yes. burpees i didn't realize it but lunges for sure but uh, a little touch on that so at the old gym we had thicker floor mats than we do at this new gym so at the old gym i could get away with letting my knee hit the ground a little bit harder and i later figured out that um it's a weakness that I have, but I was letting my knee hit the ground really hard. Moved to the new gym, have thinner mats, still doing the same thing, fractured my patella. Hey, so, I, really? yeah, so I have a divot in my right patella, and uh, and I didn't know that was what that was. I was talking to uh, Nate, the chiropractor, and I was like, yeah, I got a divot in my right knee, and he was like, oh, yeah, he fractured it. And every time I hit the ground on it at certain spots, it's like it feels like a, a hot knife being stabbed mm. into my kneecap. It's, it, but yeah. Remember, I was
1: asking you if that, uh, to the same feeling in my left knee. That's why
0: whenever you said that, I was like, uh, but I didn't really want to say anything because for <laughs> you, for, if for you, it's going to be like, oh, my, my, my knee is shattered.
1: So <laughs> Cut, it, cut off. it off. Get
0: rid of it. Cut it off.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be on crutches
0: tomorrow. He's going to be wearing a knee sleeve and knee wraps and <laughs> knee support in hey, his crutches. In
1: my defense, you guys, I'm not that bad. <laughs> Usually there is something wrong. Like remember when I tore my two muscles, you're like, oh, you're all right. And I pull my...
0: You know, it was all black and blue. Yeah, I was kind like, of honestly was kind of surprised to see it was black and blue. Um but yeah, so uh, a hypochondriac over here. Yeah, I know. You really are. So my knee um wearing the knee, knee knee sleeves and stuff. Uh wear them but don't rely on them to cushion your knee hitting the ground. Yeah. And, wash that them. Could, that and can, like
2: yeah, and if if it's never crossed your mind like if you if you've never had any knee issues and you feel just fine without them, yeah, then don't just wear don't wear worry about them. Yeah. Um What's weightlifting one? belt oh this is my
0: favorite let's <laughs> chat let's the chat. worst of them all <laughs> i wear it all the time
1: i'll start this one off because i
0: good i like it
1: i love weightlifting belts it helped me lift so much more heavier weight
0: more heavier i like it or and more m- with more a more gooder. gooder form yep super <laughs>
1: super better gooder m- much more gooder um I loved it, dude. That you put it on, and then you—if you learn how to use it the right way—you're able to just create more tension, and then you get a hernia. And since then, I have well, Carlos
0: gets one. a hernia. Don't don't say and then you, because yeah. I've never had a hernia. No, no, I, I think I, that's. Well, no, you yeah. said then you when you wear like oh, as not,
1: Then I got there we, a there hernia. There we go. There we go. Um, which he's going to try to blame on GHDs, and I'm going to blame <laughs> on excessive use of a belt.
2: I I I. I don't think it's either or. I think some yes. some people are genetically predisposed to yes. getting a hernia. And so it's,
0: it's actually fairly common. Carlos said that about me blaming that. It's because he would do upwards to three, 400 GHD sit-ups and toes-to-bar at least two to three times a week. And I was like, bro, that's, that's a lot. And then I guess coupled with the belt happened. Well, yeah. But – Yes, agreed so with, with Adrian that it typically Weightlifting
2: happens. belt is a big, like a thick, either le- leather or fabric belt that's supposed to help you um, brace your core um, or keep your core a little tighter um, when you lift weights. Mm-hmm. So, you know, deadlifts, clean snatches. Um, I am, to me... Um my opinion on those is so I extremely rarely wear them. Uh I'm only gonna I've seen u- you wear one one used use th- really here? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Here I've seen you there's one we're doing deadlifts on one deadlift day. Yeah.
2: Um it's really only if I'm gonna go for like a one a MX and I want to get like a, a slight edge, uh, or out of competition if I'm gonna go for like a max lift. And I think the only movement I've ever used those for is on deadlift. I've yep. never done snatches or
0: cleans with them. I can't do snatches with them. I used to, and then now I just feel uncomfortable. Um, but anyway.
2: And so the rest of the time, I use uh, the abdominal belt. <laughs> I use that my natural, muscles. That natural built in um, belt. And because I feel like if, yeah. Yeah, so sort of, that's, that's the way I, I see it.
0: So. It's use how i coach people to use belts and also how i use them is i wear them uh i won't wear it up to a certain point with a lift um sometimes i challenge myself like carlos was saying and and not wear it um but you think of your core like your core being the front and back of your midsection um it's like a coke can as soon as you let pressure out of that coke can you can crush it but if you have all that pressure in there it won't crush So, um, whenever you're wearing a belt, all you're doing is just adding support around it. Uh, whenever I wear them, I personally exhale completely, tied it down as hard, hard as I can. That way, whenever I take a giant breath and then do my lift, I'm able to expand my stomach and back into that belt to create more tension and to give me, uh, some feedback for pushing into it, uh, to try to hold a little bit tighter of a core, um my core is not strong enough to be able to squat as heavy as I want or uh, do cleans as heavy as I want. I'll fold every time. Once I get near maximal loads uh, snatches, I'm fine. But um, I, I think this tends to go back to the conversation. We're talking about knee sleeves and wrist straps and those things go as long as you can without it. Don't wear a belt. Um, if, I'm kind of like bouncing around on topics, but don't wear a belt if you have pain. That's mm-hmm. not what it's for. It's not a band aid to put on whenever you have pain. Yeah, it's not going to
2: prevent any injuries. No. I think that I feel like that's something that people think tend to think they, they put, put it, for, it on, they don't even yeah. really use it's it. There's like, right, oh, right. well, you know, if I wear the belt, it's going to stop my back from like bending in. in half. Yeah. And, um, Sorry to break it to you. It doesn't
1: work. It doesn't work that way. And also to back up Mads, when he's explaining to you guys about his breath in as a diaphragmic breath, which most people don't do when they Mm -hmm. were wearing the belt. I'm going to say to everyone, but everyone's gotten better. I know you'd explain it and I'm never going to push people away from it. Like if, if they're using it right, hell yeah, use it. Like I'm not going to say, take the belt off. We're going to be no belt gym
0: Right. No. What I normally tell people whenever they start, like I've had, the question always is, Hey, I see people wear a belt. Should I start wearing one? Um, and I ask them like, well, does your core normally let go when you lift? And they're like, well, I don't know. Or, or yes or no. And I'll tell them, okay, well, what I typically do is lift until I feel like I can't support it anymore with my core. And then I go to a belt and that's not to say, um, like you should just immediately put a belt on, um, because you feel like a little bit of let go like no like adrian i watch him squat or do cleans or anything without a belt and i'm like god dang he's got a strong core his strong back you know lower back those things because he can hold the right positions so it's because of over the years he doesn't wear one and he's built the strength in all those areas so
1: technique too when he catches those cleans in a good position versus
2: yeah if you catch in a
0: bad it's just immediately going to go but yeah and i think also like the default
2: thinking if you start seeing that your core is a little weaker or weaker than you would want it to is before you jump onto a belt, uh, just do exercises that make your core stronger. Yeah,
0: planks, Chinese planks.
2: What yes. Do yesterday, Those the, things.
1: yesterday's workout, the accessory stuff. Where is that today? A sandbag, oh, yes, yeah. sandbag. hug today. Yes. Yeah. Sandbag hug. So
2: yeah, it, like any, any, any type of movement that's going to make your core stronger. And then once you feel like you've exhausted everything, like, I don't know. I, I feel like, it's it's fairly easy to make your core really your core really really strong, and in my opinion, the belt should really only be used to like get an edge. You know, when you go for like a really heavy lift, and let's say you're competing and you're like I don't know you're trying to get like a five pound PR, and you want to make it a little easier, then yeah. get that thing that's gonna make your core that you know is gonna help making your core help make your core even stronger than what it is. Yeah
1: yeah save it for competition or for those one reps like you said and it'll carry over but i mean if you're already using it and you're you're, it's become like customary like don't just stop wearing it because
0: we don't yeah that is a good point you know what i mean like yeah don't just take it off and then think okay they said not to wear a belt it's
2: however you can start (laughs) doing exercises to make your core stronger (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
0: that's not what i'm saying it's like okay you're you're like with the knee sleeves your sols keep wearing the belt no like Like, I used to wear my belt all the time, no matter, like, okay, 135 on the bar, we're doing cleans. I grab my belt just because I had to have it. Like, get on my shit on, and then let's go. So, now what I do is i wait until I get up to, say, 225 on a clean. Then I'll put a belt on. So, I'm kind of, like, trying to edge my way up to to heavier weights. Sometimes we'll do deadlifts, and I'm like, I'm not going to wear a belt, and I'm going to try to really focus on this. And I can't go near as heavy as I would if I threw a belt on. And that's fine so i just kind of have to pull it back but my goal then is to focus on core strength and then like uh, adrian's touching on is like you can do planks you can do uh yeah, just so different much, different yeah. things you can do huh, like where you hold a heavy weight yeah. or something like you just like rack a ton of weight on a bar and just stand up and hold it mm-hmm. so you are just yeah, you can do hyper extensions even just
2: doing like heavy squats heavy deadlift is yeah, really good with, for your with, no, with no belt without on. belt and a proper yeah. technique. Yeah. Yeah, and like the, <laughs> yeah, yeah that technique is... Uh,
1: well, those tempo, like for your back and stuff, those tempo deadlifts we used to do instead of letting your shoulders around, if you keep those yeah. shoulders back and you do that slowly at moderate weight, yeah. your back will start getting stronger and that's really a lot of core.
2: Yeah. And heavy doesn't have to be like one rep max. No, Like no, no, it, it no. can be like anything like, you know, 70% or above. Yeah, because that might be really heavy for you with no belt. Yeah. And, um yeah. good. That'll that'll make your 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 core really strong. Yeah, for sure, for sure, way stronger than sit ups.
0: Yes, yeah, sit ups do nothing.
2: Like heavy compound movements, deadlifts, yes. squats, anything overhead.
1: I think I think really if you proper breathing and bracing in kettlebell swing, any dynamic movement will carry over more than any amount of GHD sit ups I would do or hollow rocks. That.
0: Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, so what do you guys think about like jump ropes? Do you want to add that to the equipment yes. list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. jump rope? Uh, very
2: important. Yes, I, I actually think uh, it it really, I think most people underestimate how important it is to uh, have your own rope, have your own rope, especially when you're learning mm-hmm. learning uh, using something that's not the perfect size for you.
0: Yeah, so, like I bought jump ropes for the gym. I have the RPM ropes, and each one has height ranges so that's a range so it'll be like five foot five to five foot ten so it's like that's a five inch difference Mm -hmm. that's a lot of difference on the rope so like yes yeah Yeah. so
2: learning with something that's either not the the perfect size for you or if you have to like change every you know every so often that'll really mess you up yeah uh ropes are super cheap maybe like i don't know like 20 yeah you can get get ten dollars you get
0: ten dollars to the ones that we got are like 60 bucks yeah. So, so anywhere from you mean, like you know yeah. ten
2: to a hundred dollars. Yeah. Just you can go as fancy as you want. I'm sure yeah. you can probably even find some that are Again, more than if it's as nice
0: freezer on it. For this one, Google uh, speed rope CrossFit mm-hmm. or jump rope CrossFit. Then cut it, like it
2: to to your preferred size. I mean, obviously, people have slightly different techniques when they do. Some people like super short ropes. Some people like slightly longer ropes. Yeah. But find what works best for you, and then stick to that, and you'll see that. It'll, It'll make learn. learning double unders so super easy. Yeah, and then once yeah.
1: once you are super efficient, you can use any rope.
0: Yeah, you can kind of get yeah. away. I remember I was listening. Well, I mean, to, obviously, yeah, if it's not yeah, a six I was listening person. to a podcast. It's probably like freaking seven years ago, and they're talking about at the jump rope CrossFit clinic. What they did is they had like six or eight people stand in a circle, and they're like, "All right, everybody has their jump ropes," and they did like you know ten double enders and they said, "All right, pass your jump rope to the right." they were like what it was like you should be able to do double unders with any depending like if someone's four foot eleven i can't probably do it i have to like you know like super hunch over because i'm six two so it's kind of shit out of your head exactly but
2: (laughs) to learn and you know like double unders i feel like is is that that one movement that so many people struggle with yes um and that's part that's one of the things that make that makes it harder is having to change rope or having a rope that's not the right size for you just makes it so much harder and those things are like i said they're cheap and they'll last you forever
0: yeah my so the ropes that me and carlos have that i have for the gym are called rpm um i bought my first handles i believe it was eight nine years ago and then i just replaced them two years ago so i had it for six years and the cable is seven dollars so if your cable starts to like wear out or break or something like that, it's seven dollars. Normally I buy like two or three just to have them in reserve. And i'm good for years
1: yeah they're, they're really um, good
0: the, the <laughs> rope you have is a little bit of a cheaper rope it's like 30 bucks 20 bucks if that i think you know got it for me like on amazon it was super super yeah. cheap yeah and it, <laughs> works. Hey, it works it works and it's fine it works for you yeah um if you like the ones we have are were made originally for professional jump ropers so they were made for people doing triple unders and quadruple unders so they're really fast and smooth so it just feels almost effortless and it turns into like more cardio as opposed to like me having to like really mm-hmm. work to get the rope around and yeah. think about it so it makes it a lot easier um but it's it's all there's tons of ropes like you said there's like a, matt frazier has a rogue rope chris beeler has a rogue rope like hmm. if you go on rogue fitness there's the rpms yeah. on there there's tons on there um you can google whatever but yes i agree i think i think if starting out crossfit or if you've been doing it for like six eight months something like that shoes and a jump rope is like a must buy. Do yourself a favor, yes. Yeah. And it could good go good pair of shoes and a jump rope. Yeah, and you're good. And you don't good- have to buy anything else, like no, yeah, specific.
1: It, nope, and you could go anywhere with those two things.
0: Yeah, I always bring my you know rope I mean? and my grips with me everywhere we go. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I'll, I'll like I'll leave my, I mean shoes obviously I just wear those, but mm-hmm. I try to get
1: a kettlebell once, but that doesn't work out. On the plane. No,
0: <laughs> Makes I'm sense. Okay, what else? Um, um, Weight vest.
2: Because that at some point I remember, yeah. and people I'm
1: used to guy.
0: wear those in like every other workout. Yeah. I got, a, natu- kind of like I got,
1: a, got a natural one right here. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Weight vest I
0: yeah. think. I think weight vests have a time and place. I think they're, I don't know. I think if you're trying to train for something, wear a weight vest. If you're like a hunter and you got to be able to pack out some meat or something like that, yes, wear a weight vest, but mm-hmm. like. Weight vests and everyday training, I think, is is overkill. I think the reason why mm-hmm. is because um, during COVID, whenever the shutdown happened, there was a group of guys and girls from the gym that all met at the track, mm-hmm. and they'd go running around the track, mm-hmm. and they would do, like, push-ups, air squats, those kinds of things. So that's all they could do. So they all started wearing weight vests to make it a little bit harder because just running tends to get old whenever you're a CrossFitter. So it's not like, oh, let's wear weight mm-hmm, vests to make it mm-hmm, harder. Mm-hmm. And then whenever they came in to take – whenever class kind of re re upped and we were able to open the gym again it was kind of like oh we all have this weight vest let's wear them once a week so i started trying to write workouts I'd sort of be yeah. like if you have a vest wear it mm-hmm. because it was like they spent how much are they're those like a
1: hun- they're like 300 bucks <laughs> yeah for like- a weight
0: vest for like right. one of the 511 tactical ones <clears throat> but yeah. um but that's why everybody was there for a while it was like a trend is because everybody like they all bought it and they want to keep using it i don't think weight vests that's like after you've bought the weightlifting shoes, the running shoes, the wrist straps, the all those things we talked sunglasses. about, the sunglasses, the sun, the hats, the <laughs> hair, the, the ties. hair gel, yeah, the
2: hair ties,
0: <laughs> hair gel for Carlos. Yeah, I, I mean, think, I, yeah, I, I think it's okay to 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 get the vest, but because like cause everybody, and the last thing with the weight vest that I'm going to say is, if you plan on doing Murph with a weight vest, mm-hmm. you need to train with that weight vest at least leading up, and I don't mm-hmm. mean wear it in class. Just do some pull-ups, push-ups, and air squats, and maybe go run a 400 with Mm -hmm. a weight vest at least a month out from us doing Murph. Mm Because most of the time, everybody, the week of Murph, they're like, hey, do you have an extra weight vest I could wear? (laughs) No, because it's going to be covered in your sweat, and that is gross. Mm -hmm. Anyway.
2: I mean, yeah. I I have one of them. I thought it was super cool, and I bought it, and I only ever
0: wear it for Murph.
1: I don't even think I knew you had one.
0: Yeah, I didn't either yeah but yeah i only wear sure mine for murph but i had, do i have one <laughs> yeah i only wear mine for murph and that's it yeah uh, yeah so i
1: don't have one i
0: use your you you always use mine and do you like how i said it's covered in your sweat it's <laughs> so covered
1: in your sweat and which it's I, mine
0: it's yeah, like it's no. like oh oh man i don't want to wear my underwear because it's covered in my sweat well,
1: no i'll never ask someone to use their their stuff before i've they watched use it. it i feel like that's what
2: else you got um i think the rest is really just like i don't know toe spacers useless, like toe spacers <laughs> elevation awesome. mask so there's a lot yeah. you can find by just you know looking on like at you know athletes uh, on social media like a lot of like gimmicky stuff that they're getting paid to promote yes uh like elevation masks the air breather uh, toe spacers and stuff like that and the i guess mouth, I, I mouthpiece. Know,
0: like, toe spacer i guess you know, if you go, going, if going, going down bunions. the line, if you have um, jacked up toes and it's messing up your posture and your hips, I get wearing toe spacers, but literally, literally outside of that, they're useless. It's, it's not going to create it's, more it's blood pr- flow to it's, your body. It's bottom. not a priority. It's
2: That's not what's dumb as make, make you the an elite athlete. No, if, um, you,
0: if you're freaking 25, 30 pounds overweight, do not buy toe spacers. No. I, 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 people, Is it not going to make you lose weight? No. God, just I think. I don't know. Too many people lean into If you're going to do stuff like that, like that, I'd rather
1: than buy a, a set of crossover symmetry to go home with and have that. Sure. You know what I mean? Something that they can use. It's probably not the
2: same price, though, but. <laughs> a little different. <laughs> Drill and <you> know, <laughs> bolts into walls. <laughs> that's I'm that's just that's installing my crossover symmetry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Makes sense.
0: Uh, 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 mouthpiece, I know, is a big one that a lot of like Rich oh, Froning and those guys. Yeah, that's wear. pretty new. Mo- so we, the, 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 go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I no, was no. just
2: about to say, we don't. I've never seen those in in gyms. I've seen those a lot on competitions, but oh really?
0: I've seen a few people wear them.
2: In
1: like sports-wise, like I won't like because you know not want elbow in the mouth. Listen, like, mouthpiece in
0: football, mouthpiece in in any kind of contact sport, or the probability of that there's a place for that. But hold on, which I'm one talking are we about talking about? My, that's two different mouthpieces we're talking about yeah. just then mouthpieces that rich froning and those guys wear yes, that's the one i'm talking about yes i know and he brought up the ones for sports right
1: yeah and they, they tried to mi- i know but they tried to mimic that so
0: the reason why you wear mouthpieces i've gone down the rabbit hole of like why the fuck are people wearing mouthpiece in crossfit it what it has to do is it's separation No, it has to do with separation of your jaw in the back so whenever you do wear it and you bite down so your jaw whatever, is creating this bad angle to where you can't breathe correctly through your nose. So you wear the mouthpiece to add space so you can breathe through your nose correctly. That's the reason why people wear mouthpiece. That has nothing to do with biting down. Uh-huh. Well, there, power are, there are there are powerlifters and strongmen that wear right. mouthpiece, but that's different. I'm talking about the ones that Froning and them are wearing. It has to do with breathing. Oh, I
1: didn't it's know. It's supposed that.
0: to separate your jaw in the back a little bit, add a little bit more space, so that it adds more airway for and, your nose to go does through. It, does it? Does
1: it do that? Though, yeah, actually?
0: I don't fucking know. All the time I ever see them wear it is out the side of their mouth. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm wearing a mouthpiece. <laughs> look at me. Like I I I get it. If you're the one percent and you're trying yeah. to get one percent better, sure try it out. See it's if like it works. To get that edge, but. like the placebo thing. Like we we're talking about, uh, this guy on a podcast I'm listening to. He said there was a study done with creatine. Uh, there was a group given creatine and told they weren't. There was a group that was not given creatine and told they weren't. There was a group that was not given creatine until they were. There was a group that was given creatine until they were not something. like It was four they different were, people in yeah. all different variations. Yeah. And he goes, you know what, you know what really, uh, set it all off, whatever they were told.
1: Yeah. So it's a, it's
0: a placebo
1: placebo, but it's also like what you suggest to someone is what the outcome is. Yes.
0: And, and I think that a lot of that has to do with that. I mean, if it's, if you're like, man, I just feel good when I wear my mouthpiece. Yeah, sure. Fine. Go ahead. Oh, I just feel good when I wear my toe spacers. Sure. Go ahead. But it's like, don't, do these things expecting to get fitter healthier lose weight get better at muscle-ups get whatever don't it's it's to me they're not a
2: requirement yeah
0: i I just feel like crossfit in the crossfit space throughout the years since we've been doing it for a while we've kind of seen from 2010 crossfit games obviously it's been 2008 was the first games but 2010 is where they went to espn and went to carson from that point on like one year everybody was doing ice baths immediately after the workout everybody was getting in the norma tech boots mm-hmm. everybody was doing the, the e-stem the Compex. everybody mm-hmm. was now now they're all doing the massage guns
1: use easy car buffers there again yeah.
0: yeah 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 or the car buffers it's yeah. like it's Every, I feel like every year there's a new thing at the mm-hmm. CrossFit Games, and the thing that was last year is no longer th- uh, the KT tape that everybody had on their joints. One year, everybody was covered head to toe of KT tape. Dude. And they're like, oh, this helps so much. And I'm sure it does. But it's like I feel like every year there is some new mm-hmm. this gadget. Yes, gadget is going to mm-hmm. help you. Yeah,
1: and that's why I was telling him like when he first started, or you, me, it was you had a roll of athletic tape and your Chuck Taylors. That was it. Yeah. That's what you went to the gym with you didn't have a jump rope, they gave you a jump rope. There was no two sets of shoes. You ran a mile in chucks and then you lifted in them. And it was, it was so easy. And then, yeah, you start as the years went on. I'm like, dude, my bag is full of so much stuff. I'm like,
0: yeah, I just think that with, and then you feel
1: like you have to use it all. Yeah. You you bought
0: it. You bought it. You got to use it. But I think kind of bringing it full circle with equipment basics shoes and a jump rope. Mm -hmm. If you have bad knees or if achy knees or something like that, Mm -hmm. knee sleeves can help. That's not going to fix the problem, but that they can help. Uh, like I have achy bad knees. I'm trying to do PT to fix them. My knee sleeves just help, uh, wrist straps. If you have dainty wrists, or if you have some kind of wrist problem, something like that, that can help. Belts don't rely on them. And unless you're trying to max out or something like that, build your core, really work on making that solid
1: yeah for people that sweat like wrist or or sweat yeah like he'll wear his wrist straps straps. really loose
0: but they'll still they'll catch the sweat you know stuff like that like if you work out in a super humid area like florida or like for us back in oklahoma wearing something like that can help a ton yeah yeah i don't i don't know is there was there no i think that's a good uh i think that's a good summary
1: yeah i think it's very simple good explanation for every one of the items that they need and cool you know we're always around here if you need any all
2: right yeah again if you have any questions uh yeah drew thank you for the question Comment
0: in the, in the section below. <laughs> Down below. I love when people do that. There's going to be a link. Like and subscribe. There's not. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get a preview right of here. all this. Right here. <laughs> <Bing>. <laughs> anyway, yeah. All right. Appreciate it. But yeah. Good chat today, guys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Later. Peace.
1: Later.